go around the circle here and everybody introduce themselves. Start with Amy. Uh, sure, I'm Amy Hickey. I'm the founder and executive director of the LGBTQ Center of the Finger Lakes. Jay. Jason Hagerman, Geneva City Council, Fifth Ward. Rhonda. Rhonda Everdyke, one of the co-chairs of this year's Pride. Hard to believe that it's been almost a whole year since the last time we all sat down and talked about this. We are going into the second Finger Lakes Pride. Congratulations, because yeah. let's face it, last year when we all sat down, we were talking about here's how we hope everything is going to go. Um, let's look back for a moment. Did it exceed expectations? Did it meet expectations? What do you think? How was it? Oh, I think it's safe to say it exceeded expectations. It certainly exceeded my expectations. Um, you know, we had 500 people attend a first-time festival with absolutely atrocious weather all day long, you know, start to finish. It was either insanely sticky, hot, and humid, and then the skies opened up, and it was, you know, crazy thunder and lightning. Um, people stuck it out. All of the feedback that, um, that we received, I think, day of and after it was positive. I don't want to necessarily get mired down in detail, but how many people do you think came out last year? Oh, we're estimating around 500. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, for a first-time event, it's amazing. And, well, a, and, and a good number stayed even after the uh, thunderstorm rolled through. Yeah, right. <laughs> Helping us hold right. down the tents. Yeah, right. <laughs> Catch wigs as they're flying off performers. <laughs> well, and, and Jason and um, um, Amy, you know, you both have long histories here in Geneva. How do you feel like that compares with other first-year events? Because I think 500, especially when we're talking about such, I mean, the, the weather was just, it really looked dire at times. Um, how does that compare with other first-time events? My, my opinion was that it was a, a very strong success. The, the, uh, it's a tough, it's a central location, but it's still a tough location to, to pull off. But it was very well organized. You had the, the main point of entrance. Uh, everything was, for first time or coming up to that event, it was obvious, the layout was very obvious and it made sense. So what do you think really stood out as things that were most successful about it? What are the things that people came away with? And you know, you, you say you've gotten pretty much universally positive response, and I've certainly never heard anything except, wow, what a great event it was. What were some of the things that people really raved about? The fact that it happened, I think, was the, <laughs> the first thing, honestly. Um, yeah, growing up here and living here, you know, most of my life, I... You know, there was a time that I couldn't imagine something like a Pride Festival happening in downtown Geneva. Uh, and I'm sure that many, many other people felt the same way. So I think the, uh, the fact that it was so well attended, um, that was, that's definitely one of the, the positive things I've heard. People absolutely loved the uh, performances. The music all day long was great. Um, some of the feedback I heard also, too, was the same. It was the organization. It was the layout. It was, um, you know, a lot of the uh, behind-the-scenes work that happened to, to make it a good festival. People really appreciated the end result of that. I think there was an undertone, too, of um, changing the focus from a gay pride festival to, to the Finger Lakes Festival, because Finger Lakes Pride Festival, because the focus really is just on humanity in everything that, that that encompasses so for me i th i thought it was a great takeaway i've attended similar type events in different uh, localities and and the focus was different i thought it was very positive the effort that amy put that put, put forth on that absolutely and on a pr end of last year's being kind of the 
uh, tagged in person for that, we were prepared for any group of opinions, um, and it actually was very positive. You know, we've gone to several Pride festivals, and there's those line of protesters outside, and it was amazing to see that Geneva did not have that. Yeah, and you were right. We were ready. Well, we um, talked about it. We tried yeah. not to dwell on it when we talked about this last year, but we talked about what is the approach that you're going to take if somebody decides that they're going to plant themselves and try to ruin the fun for everybody. Mm -hmm. And I was really interested in seeing whether or not that happened. And it absolutely, you know, I certainly saw none of it. I heard of none of it. Yeah, That's no, really no. gratifying in the community. Absolutely. Yeah, it was the first Pride Festival I've ever been to where I didn't see at least one person protesting. <laughs> It was great. Yeah, to, I mean, someone actually was like, were you disappointed, Amy, that there were no protesters? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're, not we're, on the radar yet. No, I'm not disappointed about that at all. We're wired for fun and for tolerance. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and I shared some stories with um, some attendees that they, um, their parents stopped by briefly just to check it out, and that was the first um, LGBTQ event that, you know, they went to or paid for admission to go into. And on a personal note, uh, that was a connection for me, that my mom volunteered the whole day, and that was her first major event to get out and support her daughter. So oh, that was awesome. That. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. Yep. It's nice. too bad that uh, we can't have her here, because I'd be really curious what her perception is for somebody who's attending an event like this for the very first time. Was there anything in particular that she, she told you that, that was her response to being at, something, at a, an event like this for the first time? Well, for her, it was actually that sense of love and, and people just being very positive um, because she's going around selling 50-50 tickets and basically everybody said yes to her. She's like, <laughs> that never happens for other organizations that she's volunteering for, that they at least bought a ticket. Um, and to second her thoughts on that, she's extremely disappointed that she has a work responsibility this year on our day because oh, no. she cannot volunteer. Oh, so oh, otherwise, no. she would be back at it again. Um, so I told her the third year, make sure that you don't have a responsibility that day. Perhaps we can Skype her in for a couple moments. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I mean, it's getting to the point to where it's so easy to bring somebody in virtually. You just yeah, exactly. uh, uh, bring her in by Skype and walk her around, you know, phone planted <laughs> right in front of you so that she right. at least gets a chance to see everything and hear some of the sounds and see some of the sights. If your parents still didn't use flip phones, that would be an option. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's take it into the future then. I think that's a perfect uh, segue from the flip phone into the future. <laughs> what are we looking at now for 2016? What is it that, you know, obviously food vendors, music, all of the things that happened last year. For me, the whole thing started at 10 a.m., I believe it was, with the tremendous storytelling that happened mm -hmm. at Finger Lakes Gifts and Lounge. So, you know, let's walk through it. What are, what's, what's on the, what's, what's the plan for the coming year? Right, so uh, actually... And let's, and let's get this in early real quick. What's the date? Ah, good, yeah, <laughs> right. It's, uh, well, the, the Pride Festival is Saturday, June 11th. However, However, the weekend will kick off with a showing of the birdcage at the Smith on Friday. Okay, so and I, of course, am obligated as a Smith board member to give the big plug for the big screen. If you have right. ever seen the birdcage before, I can virtually guarantee you have never seen the birdcage on a screen the size of the screen at the Smith. 
and how can that not make this an even better experience? Right. So that's going to be that's going to be on that Friday. It is, yeah. Oh, so we're, we're looking forward to people, you know, walking out of the theater singing "We Are Family" down Seneca <laughs> Street to uh, start the weekend. Um, so you were talking earlier about the good, the bad, the funny, the uh, Saturday morning storytelling event, which was fantastic. Uh, and actually, last night and today, I've been uh, talking with Shauna O'Toole, who was on with us last year. Yes. To uh, to really see what we can do to coordinate that. And will um, will Shauna be hosting that again? We're really we're working on it. Uh, the uh, Gay Alliance in Rochester scooped her up, like and uh, wow, I, that's her. that's great news. It is, and she's been doing it with Rock Pride for uh, for a few years now. Um, but we're uh, we've got a couple details to work out with that. Uh, so as far as Saturday goes, though, I don't know if you want to uh, to speak a little bit. We are looking at same same sort of things. I don't know if this is where we bring in Michael to talk. Michael's going to need to get in here at some yeah. point. Jay, you so it starts stick at eleven a.m. You're gonna you're gonna <laughs> you want to tag out? Yeah, I'll tag out at this po- point. Turn the mic over to uh, the mic. Michael. <laughs> Michael, <laughs> you're, you're, tagging, you're tagging Thank you, in Jason. now. Michael, get on the mic. For the record, will you be there, Councilman? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Okay. And, and will you be saying a few remarks? Oh, I'd, I'd be happy to. And I can oh. even pull out booty booty. But... Oh, a little oh. special drag performance. Oh. oh, I like everything about that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Michael, you're a returning guest, but let's go ahead and get an introduction in there real quick as you join us on mic three. All right, my name is Michael Gonzalez. I'm the founder of FLEMA, the Finger Lakes Independent Music Association. This is my second year uh, partnering with the Center of the Finger Lakes to provide uh, stage management, promotions, and uh, talent for the, for the musical performances. And I guess we just have to first off say congratulations and job well done last year, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, Amen. That's, that's definitely yeah. one of the things that I heard absolutely. about consistently was just that the entertainment was top notch. Everybody just raved about it. Everybody just said it was great. So how do you top yourself this year? <laughs> <laughs> so no returning pressure. folks. <laughs> well, the first thing is to get my Moondog sound back, which we did. Oh, great. Um, you know, you can have great performers, but without adequate... Uh, equipment and sound production it's just it it would wouldn't even matter and aren't aren't isn't moondog just always completely supportive of great events that going on go on in geneva and in the finger lakes you know they yeah. they always take such great care of us at the smith and uh when you go see shows at the cracker factory you know they're often handling the sound for those great events and so a big shout out to the kind of support that they show because you're right it you know it, it can be the best artists in the world but if you can't hear them you know, it's not doing anybody any good. So that's great news. Definitely, definitely. Um, so we're doing, um, we're, we have a couple of returning acts. I'm going to perform again. Um, Jen, Jen Cork will be back again. Nice. And then we've got some new faces. Um, Aaron DeRyder is a really talented songwriter from Candegua. Vaughn Faison, really talented, uh, formerly trained vocalist, but amazing guitar player uh, from Wayne County. Um, last year we just had Bleo, um, but this year we're, we're upping to have the complete, uh, shrimps. Excellent. They may even have a special guest. You never know with them. They almost always have a special yeah, right. guest. Awesome. In fact, you always know with them that they'll probably have a special guest. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The question is who? And how many? Yeah, right. Um, and how funky. Really, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, 
And we're really excited to have the Rochester Gay Men's Chorus uh, performing this Ooh, year. Really, it's definitely uh, upping upping the, the ante, so to speak. It is. That's outstanding <clears throat> news. Wow. And then our our headliner uh, out front of the drag show is going to be a really popular uh, duo in the region, Frankie and Jules. So acoustic duo and um, really beloved throughout the region, very active. So excellent. Great That's excellent music. news. It sounds like it. How can people start learning about spreading the word, letting folks know that this is coming up and everything that's going to be happening? Absolutely. Friend us on Facebook. We have a lot of information constantly um, on social media. Definitely. Um, I have a devoted page on the FLEMA website, so FLEMA.org. That's F-L-I-M-A dot org. And you just look for FLX Pride on yeah, uh, Facebook, and you'll find uh, the Facebook page, which uh, has been great about being updated. There's an mm -hmm. event. And, and the thing that I think is really important to pass along is like the page and keep an eye on the page, but share the page. Right. You know, share the events as they're coming up. Share the updates as they're coming up. Anybody who does any kind of work with Facebook really knows it, especially in the last year or so. It's gotten a lot harder to get the word out via Facebook yeah. if you're not purchasing... Um, ads on Facebook, and I understand. I mean, this is this is their environment. This is how they make their their you know revenues. Sure. But for an organization like this, where there isn't you know a whole lot of cash floating around, if you want to make an immediate immediate impact on an event like this, share it, share it, share it. Make yeah. sure that you're telling people, I like this. I'm going to this. I think you should too. A tip, a tip to that end is to share things to Facebook groups that you belong to. Absolutely. Because they haven't been quite as monetized, and they don't, they show the res, um, the post chronologically, and you'll see it. It's not as filtered as uh, page posts. So. Right. Just pop us into Google, and it comes right up Facebook or the center's um, website and Facebook page. Um, I also want to throw in a plug here. I don't know if uh, we were going to get to this, but we are looking for volunteers. So it's a great way to get involved in this community. But via Facebook, you click on this link. It's also on the website. But if you're sharing these things on Facebook, click on the website. We have this awesome, super easy, fillable form now, um, much different from last year. So it's a great way to get in, do some work, and free admission if you're volunteering. Um, so... That's a great way to get involved even before the event even starts. And, you know, something that I know is, as somebody who works in the nonprofit world, I think that we're really good about inviting people to volunteer, but we're not always really good about telling them what that's going to entail. Right. And for people who haven't necessarily volunteered for an event like this, I mean, we all know that the roles you can play in helping out with something like this are just almost more than you can imagine. Mm -hmm. But what are some of the practical things that people will do as volunteers in an event like this? It's a great question. Uh, we will actually have them um, helping to, uh, to watch different booths, right? So we'll have the, the center booth. Uh, Kate just got here, so uh, we should get you in at some point too. Um, I'm trying to think what people did last year. We definitely had our uh, after school program, um, our YANA, it stands for You Are Not Alone. A lot of those kids were there volunteering last year, and they have their own booth this year. So we will actually need some adult volunteers to, uh, to help supervise and provide some support there. Um, I think in general, setting up, you know, helping to clean up, helping to, um, to keep an eye on the entrances, uh, to keep an eye on 
Gosh, what? I'm <laughs> well, going this year we're going to have two separate entrances, so we're going to have more staff staffing our admissions areas, and we also have a dedicated booth where we give out ID bracelets for over 21 so that we aren't confusing people at the bar. We also have bar shifts available, the center booth. Lots of setup and takedown, and then we also have some shifts that we need people on Sunday morning to help pack up tables and chairs for our rental company. Kate, let's make a quick introduction. It's great to have you back again. Good to see you tonight. Thanks, Kelly. Sorry I rushed here. <laughs> no, no. So, so quick introduction, please. Uh, I'm Kate Morse. I'm the uh, chairperson for Finger Lakes Pride, so I do all the tiny organizational work behind the scenes because it really is just a tiny bunch of details <laughs> right right and by, yeah a right. huge picture right and, and by so tiny well, we're talking it, about kate's got a second full-time job really. well it is january it is a bunch of tiny details it's a ton of tiny details but every little it's it's a lot of little tiny pieces that that fall into place and luckily i have a great group of volunteers that help me with all this and a great support team so it's uh Everything comes into place right now is in a really nerve-wracking time where there's a lot of balls in the air, and hopefully they all go right in the right bins. <laughs> I can only imagine because, I mean, again, if you think about all of the little details, you know, it's, it's not that you're just putting on music. It's not that you're just providing food vendors. You're doing all of these things and making an effort to expand from last year. I mean, to a certain degree, I feel rude when I, okay, so what more are you going to do this year? You can always turn around and say, well, wasn't last year enough? Can't we just do that yeah, again? Yeah, you, you'd think, but, but Kate's no. the chair of the events, right? <laughs> so anyone that knows Kate would know that doing it just as well is not going to be a... Not going to be good enough. No, I, I remember <laughs> saying the day of the event next year, I'm going to top myself. <laughs> what, what was, you know, let, let's jump back to last year again for just a moment. You know, we talked about just in general why, why it was a successful event. What was, Kate, what was one of your personal favorite moments? Something perhaps that was unexpected that happened. You know, Rhonda with a great story with your mom coming. You know, what, what was it that happened last year that made you really sit back and say, wow, this was great. This, this really happened. You know, it's the volunteers because there's so much work that I do leading up to the event, again, with support behind me and people doing, you know, just as much as I do. But then the day of the event, I found myself standing in the middle of the parking lot looking around and saying, I don't have anything to do. <laughs> and that was an amazing moment for me because all the volunteers that had that signed up ahead of time were in place and doing what they were supposed to be doing. And everybody was pulling their own weight and I, I literally had nothing to do for like a good hour. I was just, I was mystified looking around and not understanding where I was supposed to go next. It was nice. I actually went home and changed my socks because I was very wet. <laughs> <laughs> and here's, and here's hoping that's the one thing that doesn't carry forward into 2016. Let's Amen. hope for uh, blue skies. Uh, it won't, yeah. it won't. With the amount of money we spent on tents this year, there's no way it's going to work. Isn't that always the way? Well, when you triple the tent budget, you know, that's, yeah. that's yeah. when it'll be nice. It'll yeah. be 65 and sunny. So yeah. well, I got to tell you, there was something about the fact that it rained last year and people stuck it out. Like it ended up being, and first we, of all, it ends up being great stories for a lot of people. Right? And lined up to get in while yeah. it was raining. Like we couldn't hold enough tents down, and people were like, we're ready to come in right. to the event right, right. now. We had, so that was great. Yeah, we had a, a 
couple of volunteers ran over to the Ramada last minute, and the Ramada lent us all these old towels that we dried the stage off with so that the drag queens yeah. could perform. Thank goodness, because they were doing <laughs> flips and crazy Yeah, right. regardless of the yeah. fact that there were puddles on the stage. Wasn't going to stop the show. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. you kind of meant, you know, you mentioned the budget, and we're really, you know, I think we put the call out for volunteers, and that's great. Is there a way that people can, aside from buying tickets, tangibly support the event financially? Do Absolutely. you accept donations? And what form Absolutely. of donations are you looking for? Um, cash. Cash uh, is always good. <laughs> cash just be is really delightful. upfront about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, honestly, we... Um, we do appreciate uh, cash donations a lot, or checks, or make our finance person happier than actually handing us cash. Um, but yeah, money. Uh, we actually have a, a tier system too, right? So, you know, X amount of dollars without it right in front of me would make you. <laughs> well, and, and business our top sponsors. sponsors. You yeah, do have we business sponsors as well. We do. We, we do. have a bunch of different sponsorship tiers. So we do a program for our downtown businesses in Geneva because there a lot of them are small, single, sole proprietorship businesses that don't have a lot of extra profit laying around. So we do a $50 package for them, and they can either do that in cash or gift certificates. And then what we do is we give them special signs so at the weekend of the event, people who are visiting Geneva to come to the Pride Festival can see that those are supportive businesses. And then we also have our top-tier sponsorship as a $500 cash sponsorship. And we do right now have a couple of them. One of them is uh, GJM Engineering out of California, who's actually one of our volunteers' fathers. So it's very nice that he his business supports us. Our $250 sponsorship level is also a cash sponsorship. And um, we have uh, Love Geneva is actually one of our sponsors in that tier. And uh, also CCN International is one of our local sponsors there. And then we also do a what we call the Pride Ally Sponsorship. And that is a donation of good and service, goods and services or trades that um, of any amount, of any dollar amount. And I just actually signed Red Jacket Orchards the other day as one of those sponsors. And they're actually donating us 35 cases of juice. That was amazing last year, too. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. so that we'll sell great. that at the bar. Mm -hmm. And so that... Um, and you know, sell out of that at the bar. That'll yeah. go, that yeah. go yeah. fast. And yeah. it's a nice thing to be able to offer at the festival as an alternative to just bottled water or alcohol. Absolutely. You know, having Red Jacket Juice on, on board is a really great sponsor for us. So, And, and a lot of our community likes helping the, the local businesses oh, as well. Absolutely. So it's a two-for-one right there. Yeah, and we're also actually running a raffle right now with uh, local artist Fred Brockway. For designed another lamp. A, a lamp yeah another beautiful lamp i mean fred yep. does such amazing work doesn't he, he yes really does. it's gorgeous it's on yeah. display at stomping grounds and they have the raffle tickets available there and so that's a good great way to help us out and also take a chance to take something gorgeous home for yourself you can see photos of that on our facebook page and we used to get more tickets too because we've already been selling them so again beautiful well, and, and, you know, I, I'd be remiss as we do the first Live from Linden since we made some changes in, in the overall uh, what Live from Linden means, but Live from Linden is now officially the overarching name and brand, if you will, for the businesses that are, are closing Linden to vehicle traffic on weekends. Oh, nice. And if you think about it, that's really another extension of what's going to happen that weekend is that Last year, there were the street closures, you know, later in the year, I think after, after the uh, festival. Yeah. But this year, 
that entire street with new businesses, Cushon Creek Cidery and Sabo and possibly by that time the Linden in addition to microclimate. So really in addition to everything that happens there in the parking lot, all the way down Linden Street, I mean, Geneva's really going to be rocking that weekend. It's going to be oh, yeah. a tremendous weekend. And Let's I think take that, the after party to Linden. And that's, that's exactly, and that's exactly, <laughs> that's that's exactly what I'm thinking. Yes, um, yes, and I think yeah. that it, it really, you know, this is wrap, you know, for a community that already has one big signature event, this is on its way to becoming a second signature summertime event for the entire region. And I think that's really exciting. And we haven't even touched upon the food. You know, right. that was that was something that was great last year. I presume you're bringing back loads of food vendors. I we, just signed our final food vendor your yesterday. Your final awesome. food. So how yep. many awesome. how many all told are we looking at this time? So we have five total food vendors this year and um that that was through discussion with the food vendors themselves. They they do a lot of different festivals and they like to cap off the number of comp competitors they have. Sure. That makes perfect sense, I think. Um Right now we have uh, Papa Giggs, which was with us last year, um, returning, and J&S Fried Dough is returning. El Moro is going to be with us, and everybody's familiar with El Moro. They do every festival downtown, and he also runs his own festival, the Latino Festival, yes, which is which the is weekend after us. which is a wonderful event, yep. and one that I hope continues to grow and draw people because it just, it's always such a terrific event. Yep, and then we also have Global Taco, which does tacos. from They're from the southern tier, so we're really excited to have them. And I just signed a brand-new farm to, they call it Farm to Festival Food Truck, out of Seneca County called Silo Food Truck. Silo? Mm -hmm. And they have a fantastic <laughs> menu, like fried chicken and homemade mac and cheese. They're going to be a great addition. So so let's jump in with something real quick that I also wanted to get to, because I think we've, we've painted a picture of a successful festival last year, a great party to come. This isn't just about a good time, however. This really right. does make a statement in the community you know, Rhonda, I think you touched on it really well with your mom, and I think we also touched upon it with the lack of, you know, as we as we so you know carefully and and politely put it, dissenting voices. Perhaps, what does this do for you know not just for the community, meaning you know this community on a micro level, but for Geneva as a whole to have this kind of family friendly downtown event that celebrates the diversity of people in our community. What, what really what is what is the message that Finger Lakes Pride is putting out there? It's a really good question. Um, I mean, if we think about the uh, the way the city has branded ourselves, right? If we think about Geneva as uniquely urban, I think that this is just one more event that that really encompasses that, you know, that catchphrase, that tag, that, you know, well, the, the event itself is a fundraiser for the center. And again, we right? touched on that last year at the podcast and in several media things that that is the point of our festival. And other, again, we've all attended numerous pride festivals that isn't necessarily the number one purpose. And so that this is completely marketed as a fundraiser for the center, I think, is unique in itself. So going right. along with right. uniquely urban and we're pulling in people from all over the place, going to be well more than 500 this year, clearly. So yes, clearly. Yeah. And letting yeah. people know not just about the existence of the center, but also the services that it provides. Because, you know, this is, this is the happy end of things. This is the community pride, exactly as the name suggests, you know, fun, family, friends, 
But there are definitely issues, especially that young people are facing. Absolutely. You know, we're, we're coming off of a year 2015 where we saw enormous strides, and now we seem to be stepping into 2016 with enormous backlash. Yeah, the, mm -hmm. the and, pendulum is certainly shifting. Yeah, right, and, and I don't, places, but, yeah. but I also don't think in terms of general public opinion, I know very few people who are going, looking at North Carolina and going, all right, it's about right. time that we got a little <laughs> bit less tolerant because, you know, this nonstop procession of tolerance has been a little bit, you know, it's getting to be a little bit much. Yeah, we right. need to get a little bit <laughs> of the old-fashioned hating on people for no good reason. And so I think that, you know, it's, it's really easy to celebrate the victories, and, it's, and it's, it's a deserved opportunity to celebrate the victories, but we've been kind of reminded in the first part of 2016, lots of work yet to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Ed, I mean, thinking about some of the services that we do provide, and young people especially, um, you know, so we were talking about how the, uh, the kids in our after-school program last year came to the festival, and at that point, we didn't start the after-school program until April, about mid-April 20 of last year. So maybe six weeks after that started, we had this group of kids that came to their very first Pride Festival, and experienced something i mean they were some of them were so excited about it that they were wearing their t-shirts to school on monday and then the next monday right so that's when we meet uh after school on mondays and for probably three or four weeks you know they had their t-shirts on and they were so excited all the time to talk about it so much so that they actually are doing a booth this year so what this has actually done especially for a really fantastic dynamic core group of kids from geneva and canandaigua um, it's given them the opportunity to come with me to other schools in the area um, and really teach it. So we've really been able to teach them how to be activists, how to be educators. Uh, we went to Newark High School in December and they got to do an assembly with me for other students. Those things would not have happened if we weren't able to fund that program through Pride. Um, this year, having their own booth, they've been contacting uh, Pride clubs and high schools all over the area to try to coordinate and get those kids involved. Um, and I think it'll be really, it's been really empowering for our young people. And I'm really fortunate, I think, in what I do that I've, I've been able to, to see that um, and really get to know some of our, our kids especially and watch them um, sort of grow into their own from, you know, one, one young person in particular. I'm thinking of the first time um, that I met him was when we were doing the uh, Geneva Night Out May last year to promote Pride. And uh, he came up to the, the table that was set up in front of Earthly Possessions on Seneca Street and kind of, you know, did a, a side-eye look really quick, looked around, and grabbed a couple brochures and stuffed them in his pocket and walked away. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, within a week or two weeks, I was having a conversation with his parents on, you know, they calling me up on the phone about how, you know, their daughter just came out as transgender and what does that mean and can they come in and talk and what do they do? Um, and that that kind of experience is a, I mean, to be able to raise money at Pride to fund that kind of program or that kind of experience is, for me as a social worker, that's that's. And for the about. and for the kids to experience something like this, they had so much fun last year, and we decided to make them. That's one of the big changes this year. They are a highlight of this year's Pride Festival. They're going to be the first thing when you walk in the main gate is our youth group having their own booth with their own programming that they've put together. They're planning on selling artwork that they and their friends have, have created. They're going to be doing faith. They have all these ideas. And we basically sat down with them and said, you plan it. We'll guide you. 
and you know this is this is what being involved in something this grassroots means is that you have to do the work and they've done it they've they've come through and i'm really proud of what they've come up with and what they plan on doing it's really amazing especially when we're talking about the kind of kids who might be labeled at risk, right, or vulnerable because maybe their gender identity or their sexual orientation or whatever they they might have going on that makes them feel um, like they're not necessarily engaged in you know, the mainstream you know community of their school. Um, so to watch these kids really sort of find their place and become empowered and really connect with the community in a really meaningful way is it's been absolutely fantastic. I was just going to mention for this past Geneva Night Out, again, just as the marketing person, last year it was very intimidating for our young people to go up and just chat up attendees of a very local monthly event. This year they were texting me and Facebooking me, <laughs> can I get more promotion cards? Can you meet me down here on Castle Street for more Things. And so, again, I see that happening in the next two Geneva Night Outs. But, again, in their own communities, in their school groups, and people that they're reaching out to, it really has become almost like a leadership skill that they're gaining, and it's not tailored to that, and that's what's happening. And I appreciated yeah. that so much on a Friday night, getting a text from a young person, can I get more cards? Can I get more right. posters? <laughs> Great. Awesome. So Every, everywhere I went lovely. that night, they'd already been there. I know. Again, we're, our jobs were easy and because they are so jazzed yeah. about it, but not afraid to approach any business owner, customer. Right. Just let them know, hey, save the date, June 11th. Great. And what they've done in their schools since, too. I mean, Canandaigua High School has the very first uh, Gay Straight Alliance or Pride Club this year because of a couple of the kids who you know got really involved and it sort of taking the things that they learned either with helping out last year with pride um, and staying engaged. And it's, and, you know, it's creating an amazing ripple effect, right, of not even just tolerance but acceptance, um, both at Geneva High School and Canandaigua. It's been great. And how many historical movements start with the young people changing minds and then they're growing up in that way. So on a, on a local level, this is happening. I also think that's one of the things that sets us apart from other Pride festivals. Like one, one of the reasons that the Birdcage is the movie of choice for the Friday night event is because it's PG-13 and because our youth group can be there. And we're actually adding another event this year that will be on Sunday after Pride, which is kind of like a chill out, relax thing. We're, we rented a pavilion at, the, at Seneca Lake State Park and anybody's welcome. It's a bring your own lunch kind of thing and... We're going to have some yard games and just people hanging out. And not only are the, the kids excited about it, their parents are excited about it, that they can come and participate and meet, meet the other parents of, of the kids who they're in groups right. with. You know, I, I think it's going to be really fantastic. We've really stretched out the whole festival into a weekend of a community event, and that's, that's nice. So Pride Weekend, 10th, 11th, and 12th in, uh, in June, 10th, 11th, and 12th in downtown mm -hmm. Geneva and the lakefront and a variety of locations, the Smith Opera House. Um, any last words, anything that we've left unsaid except for like the page, tell your friends, share the event, buy your tickets, um, donate if you can, sign yeah. up to volunteer. <laughs> I think we've got a, a pretty good homework list for folks who uh, so. 
<laughs> need to make sure that they're doing it's not just enough to show up there's lots for you to do to make this <laughs> right. even bigger and better and and isn't volunteering just one of the great ways to feel good about your community yeah. i think uh, just to touch on the volunteers one last time our volunteer shifts are almost full but for people who sign up this week we actually have a meeting on sunday for all of our volunteers and if they work more than four hours then they get a free t-shirt and free admission so uh, let's fill up those shifts before Sunday. <laughs> drag show, amateur drag No, I was going to say, we didn't even get to the drag show. Did we? <laughs> All right, let's get in there. Let's drop Jason's plug of his guest appearance at drag. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the drag show runs from 7 to 9. And one of the reasons I kind of try to leave it off is because I want people to experience all of Finger Lakes Pride, not just come for the drag right. show. Um, but that we already have a list of I think there's eight or nine performers coming, and it'll be two two sets. And then in the intermission, we're hoping to have an amateur drag contest. And right now, we have um, a Facebook event for that, so that people can submit their videos, kind of like a little audition video, and we'll pick three winners from that from the audition videos, and those three people will perform live at Finger Lakes Pride. Yeah, and there was also a, uh, a pageant in Geneva recently. Past the, uh, weekend, yeah. Yeah, the first Miss Gay Finger Lakes pageant, and the pageant winner will also be at, at Pride, which is exciting. Yeah. Well, Rhonda, Kate, Amy, Michael, thank you all for being a guest again uh, on uh, Live from Linden, and uh, we'll look forward to the weekend. It's going to be it's going to be another great one. Thanks for everything that you do. Thanks thank for, you. Thanks, thanks for, for doing your support, this for us. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thank Absolutely. you very much.